I'm not a cat. Hello, welcome to the Mac Fraser podcast, such as it is, the podcast by the person named Mac Fraser. Cue intro music here. Nope, don't have any. All right, I guess that's my intro. Um, so, like I said, I'm not a cat, but you can see that, I suppose. How are you doing? As of uh, this past weekend, I note that we're 11 months into operating under pandemic restrictions here where I work. Um, March 13th was uh, kind of the the, the doomsday uh, moment, Friday the 13th. Uh, the NBA had just made their big announcement, and I think at that point Tom Hanks had COVID too. I don't know. Uh, I think it was the, the NBA announcement that really pushed it into like oh no territory we got to take this seriously for a lot of people so it was that friday that uh my place of work closed down and nothing's been the same ever since um so a year ago today if you can think back to like a month before that friday the 13th what did you think mattered what were you looking forward to and what were you dreading i've been thinking about this and these kinds of thoughts remind me of how bad we all are when it comes to our assumptions about the future. Like we're really, really bad at it. There's all sorts of empirical uh, evidence or studies that have been done. Um, and yet we feel like we're good predictors of the future, at least good predictors of how our, how we ourselves will be thinking and feeling in the future. And we're really not. Now, this works both ways. Whenever you find yourself thinking, this problem will never get better, I want you to remember that you really don't have a great track record of predicting your own future. Most of our assumptions about our own futures are based on way too little information, and we get lulled into a false sense of foreknowledge because just assuming that the future will be like the past does, in fact, work up to a point, eh, excepting for then suddenly we're wildly off track and totally unprepared. And when we're off, we're way off sometimes. And it comes more frequently than, uh, well, we get it wrong all the time. That's how comedy works, by the way. Uh, the rule of three in humor you may have heard of. Well, so a joke is something that intentionally sets up an expectation by drawing points on a graph. And the most economic way to do it is just with two points. Um and that dares us to assume we know where the third point on the line will go, only to smash our expectations with a punchline that shows the line wasn't actually a line but a curve, uh, or that the scale was different, or in one way or another, we've totally misread the first two dots to begin with. And that third dot forces us to reconcile our expectation with this new reality. And it's not just that things turned out differently than we expected, but that it turns out Everything we used to predict the end was wrong. That's maybe overthinking the uh, structure of a joke, but that's, in fact, a big part of how comedy works. Our momentary resorting to a resorting, uh, not resorting, momentary resorting of our expectations versus our results, along with the tension and release that comes with that process, that's the core of comedy. Uh, where am I going with all this? Okay, well, on a serious note, I hope you are finding ways to laugh, to surprise yourself, to humbly acknowledge your ignorance, and to experience an occasional catharsis of endorphin-releasing light happiness. Because from the statistics I've been looking at, 
you could probably use it. Symptoms of anxiety and depression are way up over the past several months. And uh, we're seeing all sorts of articles in the last couple of weeks about hitting the COVID wall. And uh, I think, you know, I, I, I've been worried about you all for some time now. And I'm extra worried this month. February is a, a rough month as it is. So I hope you're taking care of yourself. Uh, because we're not out of this yet. And it can feel like we're swinging from one hoped for turning point to another, like some crazed trapeze artist, um, not knowing if the, the next rung will be there when our hand reaches for it. And here we are midair. And, you know, for a while people were saying, oh, 2020 stinks. And, and we're all looking forward to the end of this year. Like it was somehow or another this particular year's fault. And 2021 came around and really nothing changed. Um, ooh, 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 we're going to get a new president. Mm, yeah, okay. But that still doesn't really change a lot. Um, you know, it's – we look for all these different things to be, okay, this is it. This is going to make it all different. And it doesn't. Uh, hey, there's a vaccine. Uh, but, I mean, I haven't gotten it yet. Have you? Well, maybe you have. And yes, I realize I'm sort of speaking counter to my first point. Um, I'm not trying to encourage you to give up hope. Hope's a good thing. Um, but constantly chasing after hope for immediate relief and putting all of your hopes in just a couple of things is a great way to get yourself emotionally battered. It's just – it's not going to work. Life is complicated. It takes uh, complicated, slow processes to unravel it sometimes and – to weave it back together. That's just, you know, how it is. Things are progressing. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. But sometimes looking forward to relief turns into a spiral of disappointment and impatience. Sometimes, often really. The best thing to do is to just let go of the future a little and focus on the very immediate present. This reminds me of uh, a, a prophecy uh, not a prediction of the future so much as a message uh, given to uh, God's people when they were in captivity in Babylon. This is in the book of Jeremiah. Uh, you can look it up. It's chapter 29. Um, so they'd been hauled off out of their, their homeland. Uh, it was a huge tragedy. It was terrible. Um, they'd been forcibly relocated from their homes to some strange place. Uh, and they kept like clinging to hope that there was some sort of immediate fix to this. And there were a bunch of people claiming to be prophets of God who were saying, oh, just, you know, it's just around the corner. We're about to be rescued. And then Jeremiah, uh, came and said, okay, here's the real message from God. And then he said this, this is verses five through seven, chapter 29, if you want to look it up. He said, build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. In other words, stop looking for an out. You are where you are. Put down roots. Make the best of it. And in fact, instead of cursing your circumstances, see what you can do 
to make them workable, build a life. And whenever you find yourself in the mode of like just waiting to return to normal, you, you may be wasting time and energy and opportunity. Instead of waiting for a return to normal, figure out how to live the new normal in a, in a useful and fruitful way. So look for what's good right in front of you. Find ways to be a part of what's good in the immediate lives of others around you, too. Um, do a little bit of research. Figure out what, what you can do to shore up your emotional resiliency. There are lots of things. Prayer, meditation, laughter, humility, useful service. They're all healthy parts of living purposefully in the present. And I encourage you to study them, to practice them, to pursue them. Um... Just a couple of weeks ago, one of the things I recommended was reading the word and not just as a way of like studying and learning. Like, okay, you can get instruction from sacred texts, but they're also there for connection, to, to try to connect with the mind of your creator. It, it's, it's not just – the Bible is not God's little instruction book. It's, it's, if it's an instruction book, it's poorly written. Um, cause it's, it doesn't have a table of contents or an index. It has all sorts of things in it that have no obvious application to, to where you are. It's strange. Uh, it repeats itself. It's a work of art. And as such, it's a means of, of connecting with us on a deeper level than just the idea processing level. So read it accordingly. Speaking of reading the word, uh, I'm planning a new online group that's going to be starting in a couple of weeks. Um, my Let's Read the Gospel of Mark video series is uh, gaining some popularity, people enjoying that. And last Christmas, I did a Let's Read the Christmas Story, according to one of the Gospels, as an online uh, activity. And people really enjoyed that. And one of the suggestions I've gotten was, well, let's do something around Easter time. So this is what I'm going to do. Starting um, Wednesday, February 24th, which is like about a week from now, uh, for six Wednesdays leading up to Easter, I'm going to be facilitating an online group where we're going to read and discuss the Gospel of Luke's account of the Lord's final week on earth. So this is from uh, the triumphal entry on Palm Sunday to the resurrection on Easter Sunday. And so it's a span of eight days that we're going to cover in six nights. And I do realize that this Wednesday, like tomorrow, is Ash Wednesday. So that would be a logical time to kick off an Easter reading program. But um, just looking at the material, it really fits better in six rather than seven weeks. And uh, yeah, so we're not going to start it this week. We're going to start it next week. And I'm doing this in partnership with the Grand Human Project. If you're not aware of the Grand Human Project, it's a, a, a program to help facilitate the formation of small groups, online small groups. In fact, this is something that was started before COVID uh, happened. And it, it just happened to be already moving down the path of how do we facilitate online uh, interaction uh, in small groups where people support each other and learn from each other and connect with each other. Uh, and so they were setting this up before this sudden intense need for this kind of thing came about. So it was kind of interesting just how 
that work. They, they've adjusted their approach a little bit in response to some of the rapid learning that we've all done uh, with technologies like Zoom and, and all that. Um, anyway, so I'm going to be running this group as part of the Grand Human Project. If you go to um, – let me look it up. I think it's grandhumanproject.org. Yes, Grand humanproject.org. If you go there, um, I don't know if, if my particular group is listed there yet. It should be soon if it's not. Um, but you can find other groups there too and how to connect with them, what their schedules are. Some of them are very short run, like, you know, four evenings and then they're done. Others are just an ongoing open group you can drop in and out of. Uh, mine's going to be a six week uh, start to finish. And it's a way of just sort of thinking about, talking about, sharing about uh, the, the story of Easter week in the version of Luke. There are different versions in each gospel. We're just going to look at the Luke version this year. All right. So mark your calendars. Looking forward to exploring this story with you all. And that's it for now. I uh, hope you have a great week. And, uh, and the various written versions of this that I've uh, put out, um, you would then find some kind of a, a nice hidden link called uh, Chekhov's Cat Reference. But uh, you can't click on a podcast. And uh, I, mean, I suppose I could drop it in the notes. But who really looks at the notes of a podcast? I don't. Uh, if you do, let me know. Uh, so you can just go to YouTube and look up. Uh, <laughs> well, if you look up cat, you're not going to find anything specific. There's a lot of cat videos. Um, but I don't really think of this as a cat video per se. This is more of a Zoom video. Texas Lawyer Cat Zoom. Those keywords will get you there. If you haven't already seen it. I mean, I I titled this whole thing, I'm Not a Cat, with the assumption that many of you all would already catch the reference. But in case you haven't, you are in for a treat. All right. That's it for today. Um, thank you for listening. And cue the outro music. I don't know what kind of outro music should I have. Let me know. Uh, write something. Send it to me. I'll use it. Talk to you later.